You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, Easter Monday. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Yeah. Alleluia. It was a great weekend. Was it? Yes. It was. So many services <laughs> and great music and people. It was awesome. Did you sing the Hallelujah chorus? No, we didn't. Yes. That's we. I don't think that's been a thing for our church, but I don't know. Did you sing the Hallelujah sure chorus? Sure did, twice. Look at that. Twice. Well, actually more than that because we practiced beforehand too. So <laughs> That's a lot of Hallelujah chorus. And uh, and we got to share the uh, part two of that oratorio to Handel's Messiah this past Sunday as we well. We did. There's some that, good so. music in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all good stuff. And speaking of good stuff, we have some Easter hymns on deck this Yay. morning coming up in the second half. We can talk with some of our pastor friends, uh, local pastors, about uh, some great Easter hymns. And uh, they even get to pick the hymns, which is even oh, more boy. fun. And <laughs> one of our friends is turning 115 years old. Do you know who that is? Do you know I do. Yeah. I got well, my notes in notes. front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I know who it is. <laughs> but she, you know, well, really, you not wouldn't know. To, not, not, you wouldn't know. That's right. Uh, 115 years old, and uh, we're excited to uh, to share about our friends at Bethesda Lutheran Communities, the great work they're doing uh, for 115 years today. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Joining us this morning, Deaconess Kim Tremblay. She's Vice President for Religious Life at Bethesda Lutheran Communities. Kim, thanks so much for being our guest on this Easter Monday in the Coffee Hour. Oh, thanks so much, and I'm looking forward to hearing the hymns later on today. (laughs) We are, too. I'm looking forward to finding out what they are. I know. I am, too. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So, Bethesda is turning 115. That's really exciting. 115th anniversary. We are. We're 115 years young. And still growing. So that even that predates. I thought that KFUO was was uh, pretty old at uh, what ninety. What are we going to ninety five this December? Yeah. So, but that predates us. That's outstanding. So, tell me a little bit about the the history of Bethesda, um, starting in what nineteen oh four. Is that right? Yes, we were founded in nineteen oh four, and you know our name was a little different, mm-hmm. um, but it was appropriate for the time. And so our name started out as the Society for the Training and Care of the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic by Concern, and it was organized by Concerned Lutherans in Wisconsin. And so at the time, um, all full of good intentions, um, doctors and teachers and pastors, at the time it was, it was pretty difficult to raise a person with disabilities um, within a person's community. And so doctors and teachers would say, you know, you need to send your child to a state institution. And there was a group of Lutherans that just said, no, we really want our ch- our child to be um, rooted in the gospel and that um, the school would be focused on Christ and our training and also that it would be Lutheran education and making sure that their loved one had a wonderful and loving home. And so that's really our foundation. Those are our building blocks that we started from. And we continue to walk into our next 115 years as a Christ-focused organization that is interested in providing loving homes and making sure that people have the best opportunities possible to live the best life. How has that uh, rich history of of being rooted in the Word um, continued through to today with the programs and services that you're offering now? Yes. What's really exciting is we just released 
Um, it's called Faith in Action Workbook, and um, it's hot off the presses, and we are utilizing that um, as an outreach tool, but we've been using it within Bethesda for quite a while, and it's a unique tool to Bethesda um, that every time a person we support comes into our supports, we ask, how can we support your faith life? How can we help you grow in your relationship with the Lord? And um, the person has the choice to say, I would love supports and be more included in my church. Or a person can say, you know, no, I don't need any help or I'm not ready to, um, you know, pursue supports in that way. But we know that 84% of people with disabilities want to be connected to their faith. And so, but we also know that 10% of congregations have um, specific programming for people with disabilities. And the programming part is fine, but we really look towards full inclusion. And so that's where that Faith in Action profile starts. It asks the person, where do you want to go to church and what time do you want to go to church? and what support do you need? Because um, if you're like me, growing up in a church that had multiple services, if for some reason on a Sunday you went to another service, you might not know a lot of people there. So you know the folks that you go to service with. And so that's the theme for folks we support. They may want to go to the 9 o'clock service or the Saturday evening service at 4 because they have friends there. So we want to make sure that we're supporting that person's choice and honoring it. That's one way we do it. And how many people are supported by Bethesda today? Yes, we support about 1,800 people. Um, We have 300 program locations in 13 states. So we started in Watertown, Wisconsin, um, and then we've moved in the 1970s to Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri, and Texas. And then we've branched out from there now to the 13 states where we have programming today. Outstanding. And in what ways um, are are, are the, those individuals with disabilities and their families supported through Bethesda? Sure. It can vary by state, and it's based on the needs of the people that we support in those program locations. So I can tell you from a broad umbrella perspective that we support people in employment, so people who have full-time job or part-time jobs typically, and who just need some supports in um, being independent. We also provide respite for families and also for guardians. And we also provide homes. So for example, like a group home or helping a person find an apartment. And then we also do provide um, some more significant medical care as well for folks who may need to live um, in a setting where they have more support by having a direct staff with them for the majority of the day. So if someone is uh, is in these states that, that you mentioned uh, where Bethesda is located, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri, Texas, uh, how, can, how can someone get connected to these services uh, in order to use them? Oh, totally. Um, and you can go to our website at BethesdaLC.org and it's under our services and you can see our program locations. Um, And if you have questions, though, too, feel free to call and ask, um, because we also, though, have partners um, that we can point you to as well who might be able to help find supports or um, also find some resources that might be helpful for a family or a parent and guardian.
Absolutely. And uh, what about uh, for, for someone who maybe doesn't, um, doesn't know anyone personally, but w- wants to share this message? What are some ways that, uh, that we can speak positively about, about Bethesda uh, to, our, to our friends and family and neighbors, especially on social media? Oh, of course. Yes. First off is breaking the stigma around um, separate um, things that are needed for people with disabilities. I think really the most important thing is to start with hello and start a conversation. And because I think sometimes we think about um, some words that come to mind could be special needs ministry or disability ministry, or um, you could name a whole gamut. I think what really is helpful for a community is to start with a person and say, you know what, I met a person named Joe, and Joe really likes to go ride his bicycle, Joe likes to be outdoors, and Joe really loves hockey in the wintertime. And so you really start talking about the person and what their favorite things are, if you will, instead of focusing on a person's um, challenges, that you're focusing on their abilities and you're really looking at them as a child of our Lord, um, just like we all are. So we're all brothers and sisters. We're all children of our Lord. And so how we treat each other and how we talk to each other can certainly be impacted when we look at a person and say, this person is a child of God, first and foremost. So if I see you, Sarah, and I see you, Andy, that I go, Sarah is a child of God and Andy is a child of God. So I'm going to talk to you and about you with that in mind. How important is it for um, uh, for these connections, meaningful connections with uh, with one another in our congregation, in our community, and, and and even connections? You know, when when um, you know finding employment too, and making those connections in the workplace as well for individuals with disabilities. How important are those connections? It's huge. We've seen a decline in employment for folks with disabilities, and so I would encourage you if you own a business, if you know a business that is looking to hire a person. Consider hiring someone who um, who may have some support needs. Um, part of this, though, too, is to think about um, how we as a community can partner together and how do we lift each other up based on skills and needs. And so if I know that you are looking for a job and that you have skills in gardening or you have skills in paperwork um, or an organization that... As a friend, I'm going to be looking for or hearing um, if anyone has those kinds of job openings, and I'm going to be pointing you to that, and I'm going to be introducing you or saying, hey, have you thought about this company or this person? They're a really great person to work for or with. Um, The other thing is that it's really important to have those connections because within the field of um, service providers who provide services for people with disabilities, Um, Direct support professionals have a turnover rate of 45% year over year. So if you think about all the people in your life, if they turned over almost half every year, and for some of the supports that we provide, they're very personal. And so as a person, as an individual, we definitely want to have natural supports. We want to have friends and people that we meet at church who know our whole story and who know us. Um, in a larger context than someone who may know us for a year or maybe a few months. And so that's also really important in the church to understand, too, is that we're a continuous relationship and a big family. Very good. And one more time, how we can find out more about Bethesda and the Bethesda Lutheran communities and the support you provide. 
yes, please go to BethesdaLC.org, and you can learn about employment opportunities, um, either to help a person with disabilities find employment or if you yourself are looking for employment, and also to volunteer or if folks would like to know how to make a donation. BethesdaLC.org. Our guest today, Deaconess Kimberly Tremblay, Vice President for Religious Life at Bethesda Lutheran Communities. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Kim. Thank you, Andy and Sarah, and I hope you have a blessed Easter Monday.